Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Welcome to the new year. Yeah, 2021. Uh, it, uh, it, it, uh, it finally came, and hopefully it'll be a, uh, a better year uh, for, for all of us uh, than 2020. It would be hard not to be. I, yes. I, I make this, this daring prediction that 2021 will be a lot different, and goodness, I hope a lot better than 2020. Yeah, uh, and that'll be, I'm so so excited to hear to, to figure out to, to learn and see what comes in 2021. Uh, there's been this big question of what uh, whether things will be "quote unquote" back to normal or whether there'll be a, a new normal. And I think that's part of what we're here to talk about is what what our new normal. What what is it we're going to do in in 2021? Uh, um, what are our intentions? How are we applying the lessons of 2020? Because we were commenting last week on how much we had learned from 2020, despite the fact that it was such a painful year for so many people. Mm. There was tremendous learning, and both of us had learned very interesting things. And what we'd said last week, which we'll deliver on this week, is that we were going to think about and share with our listeners what things we were doing differently and what they might do differently in order to benefit, to capitalize on what we learned in 2020. It seems strange to think that in such a difficult time, you could learn things and apply them, but that's actually what we found and what we were sharing last week. So do you, do you want to go first, Jeffrey? Would you like to say what, what are you going to be doing to apply your, and what was your lesson for, for listeners who might not have heard it? We'll put a link in the show notes to last week's episode, but for those who are enjoying eggnog or champagne, what, what, what was your, <laughs> what was your learning and what are you planning to do differently this year? Well, my, my, what I focused on for last year and was my biggest aha was um, how uh, effective the group practice sessions, the conversational dojos were with people. And uh, this was twofold. And one part was that uh, came about from when people who had read the book a lot of times hadn't actually uh, applied, they hadn't done the exercises. They had thought I about would, it. I would ask, hey, did you get out a piece of paper and write yeah. on the left-hand side and the right-hand side? And they'd say, oh, well, no. Yeah, exactly. And I remember we, we, one of the things we talked about last year, you, you had a client who said that when they talked about this, it was like they'd taken a, a lecture on kite surfing, you know, but they, they, they hadn't gotten wet. And that's that's kind of what it my my feeling was. The people who had read the book, it, it sort of had the the lecture on kite surfing, and the, the board was right there. <laughs> they they had the the water was there. They had a chance to try it out, but they were like, no, nah, maybe later. I don't really feel like getting wet right now. And the contrast that my experience with conversational dojos, and and sometimes it was people who had read the book, and other times it was people who had not read the book, and they would just show up. And we'd be like, right, let's get started. Let's go ahead and, and we'd take them to the four hours, record a conversation where you were frustrated. And um, not a lot of time on theory, not not that same immersion in learning all the lessons uh, and, and all the theory, but rather just actually practicing. Let's start practicing now. And the fact that that was so effective was uh, really uh, eye-opening for me, how much people who had never heard of conversational analysis, conversational transformation, um, had never heard of our podcast, it didn't have any context, but would show up and hear the principles and how to reflect on their conversations and learn from them. And they, time after time after time, had real insights and aha moments. That was my uh, learning from 2020. So the the natural intention for me, and uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to be sneakier because I have two. I'm going to do one uh, now based on my learning, but I'm going to do one after you. I'm going to come back <laughs> and talk about other intentions based on on, on your lesson. Um, but I will start with the idea that uh, my, one of my intentions, major intentions, is to do uh, more public conversational dojos 
and I want to do them in, in more time zones because I'd like to get uh, more listeners uh, and more uh, more participants from around the world really spread this idea and um, help develop other communities of practices uh, so that where people could be uh, regularly meeting to uh, practice these skills. That's my intention for, for 2021. Okay. And I guess what listeners could do is to come along to Conversational Dojos or download the Conversational Dojo kit that our publisher, IT Revolution, has up that we wrote and go and have their own dojo. So they, they don't have to wait for you, but they're right. certainly welcome to come and join the London Organizational Meetup or an Organizational Learning Meetup and come to a dojo that, that you lead. I'm hoping to do that sometime in 2021. I'm terrible at actually getting to yours. But <laughs> That sounds like a great great way to apply the lesson of practical learning, practically applying uh, the, the practice of, of making your difficult conversations better. So what the learning was, of course, was that the uh, or organizational change can be much, much faster than people think. And I'm re reminded of an organization I'm just so pleased to be working with that, uh, believe it or not, is in the travel industry. So uh, who's, who's going to be trying to make major organizational change when you're in the middle of trying to hang on by your toenails in the travel industry? But they, they, they are. And uh, by coaching a small group to adopt the principles and techniques that we talk about in uh, Agile Conversations, they were able to confront some of the very difficult deep-seated divisions in their organization and make some really substantial changes, which are amazing to see in just a couple of months in what is, for me, a relatively large organization, uh, uh, up to a thousand people in the, in, the, in the organization. And that may seem small to some of our listeners, but it's pretty big for my startup background. So uh, it was fun to, to work with them and to see how fast they could cha change in a kind of startup attitude with a, a startup approach. So that was wonderful to see by applying these techniques again. And so the thing I'm going to be working toward is holding more activities that are even faster. So it's been the, the main way you, you got me to work with you and, and you too, Jeffrey, was uh, that you'd, you'd get us to come and do a, a consulting or coaching or engage with your team. And that's still very possible. And that's what lots of people do. But Another way to do that is to come to some form of workshop, and I'm trying to work out exactly what those could look like. I'm going to probably try a, a bunch of different experiments to see what what could you learn in half a day? What could you learn in a day? What could be transformational? If, if you can make a major change in your organization in a couple of months, well, why not a day? And of course, I'm inspired there by you, Jeffrey, because you're always saying things like, well, if it's hard to get it done in three months, why not do it next week? So I'm trying to apply the same principle. So not sure what those workshops are going to look like. They're, they're going to be on topics that people find interesting, like how to handle impossible deadlines or uh, where, where to look for uh, uh, opportunities to reduce fear in your organization, those sorts of things. Uh, but uh, not sure what it's going to look like, but that's going to be my focus for 2021. Let's see how it works out. It may be as surprising as 2020 and something's very different but I'm certainly going to be exploring and trying to run more of those workshops. And I hope you'll be part of some of them, Jeffrey. Oh, that'd be very exciting. Uh, I, I love that. And I, I like the, the idea of um, uh, helping people understand how they can make changes faster is something that uh, I think the idea of uh, getting that uh, more change in the world more quickly uh, really uh, meets my need to have people suffer less. <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite excited about that idea that people can ad address the problems that are causing them uh, difficulty uh, uh, rapidly. So uh, getting more of that out in the world is, is very exciting. 
Absolutely. And so, but you said you had another one, Jeffrey. So tell now I'm desperate because I knew about mine and yours, but I didn't know there was another one. So so tell me about that one. Well, this is this is going to be very personal. This is not something that any uh, any of our listeners will be able to see directly. But uh, as, as you you and I were talking uh, earlier uh, today, actually, and I was uh, saying I had some concerns about my own organizational methodologies, and so um, I think inspired by uh, your clients' ability to change their uh, practices rapidly. I, I'm going to uh, uh, put out there that my intention is to come up with a a different way of organizing my own work and my own time, and uh, I'm going to uh, try to have something that I can feel pretty good about by the end of January. And I will uh, do that by, I will start by, I will start this week, the first week of January, I will uh, begin to try making changes to put my, a, a new system in place. And I will try iterating over it over the weeks of January. So this is a, uh, something you can come and ask me about uh, by, by the end, by, by February, you should say, so Jeff, were you able to rapidly change the way you were organizing yourself and your time? And uh, I, my intention is to be able to say yes, that if, uh, if, if Squirrel's clients can, can make such rapid changes, then, then I should be able to do it myself as well. So, Excellent. Well, I should, I should model a little, a, a little live coaching here then. I didn't know this is what Jeffrey was going to mention, but I will, I will make a suggestion to Jeffrey, which if you're also turning over the new leaf, doing the New Year's resolution to be more organized, get more done, you, you might want to ask yourself this question as well. What's your leading indicator, Jeffrey? How are you going to know that you are getting better. If I come back to you in February and ask, and you, you know me, I probably will, what what metric will you use? And I'll, I'll give listeners an example of that. I, I lost uh, three stone, which is about uh, 38 pounds. I'm doing my math strong, but 42 pounds, something like that. So I lost a lot of weight because I was worried about COVID and other things. And my, my main metric that I used there, the leading indicator that I could use every day to determine, am I on track for losing another pound this week? was, uh, am I hungry? So uh, it, I could just de determine immediately, am I hungry now? Yes, I'm hungry. Or I've been hungry in the last couple of hours. Good. Okay. So that means I'm on track. It means my body is using more calories than I'm putting in. That means I'm probably going to be successful in the longer term at the end of this week and losing a pound at the end of this quarter at losing a stone and so on. So Jeffrey, what's your leading indicator? I hope it's not being hungry because that's probably not going to help you with your, your productivity. <laughs> I've found that's not the best way to improve productivity is to be hungry. What, what would be your leading indicator? Well, it's, that's, a, that's a great, and actually, I, I, I think I have kind of a meta answer. So the, the, the problem I'm looking to address is uh, deals with um, intentions that I have that don't have a, a hard deadline. So mm. it's the kind of thing that would be um, writing uh, blog articles, sending out newsletters, uh, um, sort of, I have this, these ideas for content and I sort of have the intention. Yes, I will get around to writing that uh, article. I, I, I should write that down, but it's that, that, that should word, you know, in there that, uh, which I try to avoid, um, and, and getting around to it, getting around to it. Exactly. Yes. There, there's somebody who sells round to it, which are <laughs> like little rings and they say, I'm going to get around to it. Maybe we need to send you one of those. Yep, I, I I have one of those actually. I think. Uh, oh, I, great! I, I think I might have gotten one from James Shore, if I remember correctly. As uh, uh, I, I hope I've, I haven't misremembered uh, which uh, early days agile consultant uh, had a had a uh, supply of <laughs> wooden round tuits that they were handing out. Um, so I think the for me, I, I think that the, the it's kind of meta that I'll be able to say that I I have a metric. That centers, <laughs> unlike this year where you could have said, well, you know, what, what's your metric? I would say, I don't know. I, I don't have one. I just have this intention. Uh, my uh, 
my my intention is in part is to to, to be my, make myself more accountable by having a clear um, uh, target that I can that I can point at and say, yep, this is um, uh, this I'm on track or not because I think it's exactly the, the, what I've lacked is uh, a sort of a, a self accountability uh, metric for these for these things. And so that's that's my my intention. I'm not sure what form that's going to take yet, and I'm not positive the cadence. I don't think it will be anything longer than a quarter. I think I need to have a shorter fat feedback cycle. I, I'd like to be able to sort of be able to say, week on week, am I on track? So that's uh, that, that's the intention. I'll make a suggestion here. I'm still doing live coaching. Jeffrey may or may not find this useful. I don't know, or listeners may or may not. But uh, there's this book that somebody wrote, and one of the great things about this book is that it helps me remember things that. I'm supposed to remember because it was it's our book, Agile Conversations, and it has a whole <laughs> chapter on accountability. And so the suggestion I might make is that uh, Jeffrey might look for some way to give somebody a briefing um, uh, on what you're what you're going to be doing, and uh, maybe to give yourself a, a back briefing. So what would what would you be saying about what the plans are? So if you if you've held some back briefings for yourself, maybe that would be the uh, the method in the back briefing would explain how you were going to make progress and how you would know you were making that progress and what uh, approach you were going to use. Don't know if that would be useful for personal productivity as well, but I, I do recommend this uh, Agile Conversations book it is helpful on a lot of those uh, points. Nice to be able to have someone re re refer to it and say, uh, yeah, this, we, this is described well here. <laughs> we can talk about it now or I can let you read it and then we can we can talk about it afterwards. It's very, very handy that way. It makes such a difference for coaching to be able to say, yeah, I don't remember exactly how to do this, but I did write it down once. So go, go look in chapter seven. Excellent. All right. So we've got some ideas there for listeners. So if you're putting in place a personal productivity method, we'd sure like to hear about it. And what are you using? Are you giving yourself briefings and back briefings? Is that helpful? Is that a silly idea I just came up with here? Don't know. Are you uh, interested in workshops or conversational dojos? Those are things that you could put on or that you could do or you could do more of. Uh, and rapid organizational change and improving your difficult conversations are things you don't have to wait for us for. If you're interested in hearing more about those things, you can uh, the ones that we're doing, you can look us up on conversationaltransformation.com or agileconversations.com. They both go to the same place. And you can join a mailing list there. You get a free video when you do that as well. And then you definitely get on for the newsletters that Jeffrey's going to write more of in the new year. I, I heard it here first that he's definitely going to do that. And I'm going to help him, so don't worry. And that those would contain information about those opportunities if you're interested in pursuing those. So head on over to conversationaltransformation.com for that. And of course, we like it when you come back again next week, because we only missed one last year. We went and checked, and we missed one week last year, so we had 51 episodes. But almost every week, with, with almost unerring accuracy, there's a Troubleshooting Agile uh, podcast episode for you to listen to. And if you hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to us in, then you'll get to hear us again next Wednesday. Until then, Jeffrey, thanks. Thanks, Grohl.